Hey everybody, this is a Single Tree Podcast. This is the next episode, 53, something like that. And the last time we talked about portals to spiritual awakening, I think is how we put it. Man, that's a big title. Man, it sounds pretty... Portals to spiritual awakening. <laughs> that's how I should say it. Yeah. Maybe I'll edit it and then make my voice sound like that okay can you do that one more time portals to spiritual awakening that's good yeah really good maybe you could do some voiceovers too bad we don't take it that seriously (laughs) (laughs) yeah the voice sounds but yeah it's not like one of those really serious podcasts that you know is really scholarly and boring hopefully the four portals to spiritual awakening um, in the Taoist and Buddhist traditions are death, sex, sex, trauma, and meditation. So we're going to talk more about trauma as a portal to spiritual awakening today. And just about trauma in general, it's a pretty popular word in our culture right now. And... People use it liberally to describe lots of things, um, like being triggered. And, you know, it's actually pretty fairly complex what happens or what can happen to you in trauma. And um, so, yeah, we'll just talk a little bit more about that. And there's lots of things that um, actually are stressful and even dangerous and life-threatening but not all of them actually become trauma or um, have a residual effect in people's nervous systems or in their bodies or in their psyche even Um, so there's a few things that kind of come together to actually create what is actually trauma like in PTSD but I think what is helpful is kind of just having a trauma perspective so as therapists we obviously are working with people who are traumatized or just who've undergone stress a lot and so having the sort of lens of what happens in our nervous systems around trauma and anxiety is really helpful even if not everybody that we see is necessarily traumatized or has residual trauma that makes sense Mm -hmm. so anyway we'll just talk a little bit about you know what happens with our nervous systems basically I think that's the important part that I think is the important part as well yeah I would agree so people talk about are talking a lot about being triggered or experiencing trauma and it is helpful um, actually to look at all the things that happen to us, especially with all the stress that's going on around us in our culture um, from a trauma perspective, even if it isn't actually technically trauma. And so, yeah, we've, I mean, we've talked about it before, but basically what happens when you um, encounter any type of challenge is that your fight or flight response is activated and So we have this chart in front of us that 
none of you can see, but you know, basically what happens when your nervous system gets activated is it just sort of um, everything in your body kind of ramps up, right? So um, your body gets ready to meet a challenge, meet a threat, and your the fight or flight, like your sympathetic response in your nervous system is built to help you maintain safety. Yeah. Neutralize threat. Mm-hmm. What we call trauma is actually what happens when you get past that point where you're able to handle a threat with fighting it off or getting away from it and you enter into a freeze response, which means for some reason you felt like you couldn't do anything about it. And so you experience some helplessness, maybe hopelessness, and your body actually starts to shut down because your nervous system is too overwhelmed. Yeah, so like when you're talking right now, I was using kind of some imagery, what was coming, imagery was coming to my mind, like, you know, when we're, you can use the analogy of like a gazelle, right? You know, a gazelle that's relaxed, you know, in the Serengeti, just like eating its grass, you know, its heart rate is pretty calm, right? Pupils aren't dilated, it's hearing all the sounds, right? But then if it hears a sound, then it may, its nervous system's going to be a little bit more clenched or tight or focused on that sound a little bit. The level of alertness, right, is going to go up. And let's say that sound turns into a cheetah chasing after it. Now it's definitely right. Its nervous system is, its heart rate is going up. Its focus is, it's not worried about, it's not thinking about sounds, right? Or anything like that per se. It's worried about running and getting away. So its heart rate is accelerated. You know, its vision is really focused, thinking about where it, where it can go, right? Mm-hmm. And there's two different outcomes. Either the gazelle gets away, right? Or the gazelle gets caught by the cheetah. And there's probably a point to where if the cheetah catches the gazelle, that the gazelle, maybe when it's clenched in the jaws of the cheetah and knows that it, can't do anything more just kind of freezes right stops this and disconnects from reality in some ways to protect itself from feeling pain yeah right so that's kind of the freeze response Mm -hmm. It, it like almost becomes limp paralyzed it's body the body shuts down totally numb just numb yeah so that's kind of the the freeze response and i think i think again not everything is traumatizing um you know 
when that happens in the wild, animals are able to kind of navigate through that freeze, even though it's, you know, it's terrifying a lot of times for probably the animal at the time. And, um, you know, for, uh, people, it's definitely terrifying for them to be, you know, for their life to be threatened. But animals in the wild navigate that kind of, they move into the freeze and come out of it much easier, it seems like. Yeah, I think because, you know, they don't necessarily have a, like, you know, they don't have like a thinking mind, so they're not, you know, just whatever is happening in their nervous system is happening it doesn't occur to them that they can resist it or not yeah you yeah. know it's just it's just life and death right like the freeze response is just happening it doesn't occur to the gazelle to try to do anything about their the freeze response right it's just a happening and so it's supposed to happen yeah it's our well i think of it as like you know, our nervous system likes to complete circles, whether that's a good circle or a bad circle, right? Mm -hmm. And when that circle is interrupted, right, it kind of keeps mm -hmm. the nervous system from completing that circle. And our, I think our nervous systems don't necessarily like that. It wants to. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel like at least from my perspective, that's kind of how the nervous system moves through stuff. It's by like completing mm -hmm. the circle. Yeah. But we can, we use our, our thinking minds a lot, um, especially in those situations. And it makes total sense, but I think it can, I think it can keep those circles from being completed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get kind of stuck. Yeah. In the freeze. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that happen in the freeze, you know, when you're, it's kind of the place where your nervous system is overwhelmed, um, that actually make it trauma. So like when fear is really intense, um, in addition to the fact that obviously your life is being threatened or there's shame that happens there in the freeze response, um, or the, and the sense of helplessness obviously is not something that we tolerate very well as humans. Um, maybe animals do that a little bit easier, become sure. helpless. Yeah. Um, and so those are the things that like get us stuck there and don't let us complete those um, cycles or circles. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good image. So we're talking about this, uh, you know, this is the somatic experiencing model. Um, Peter Levine. Um, yeah, and that this is where it all kind of comes from, like, right, is from observing um, how organisms, you know, in the animal world, and then, you know, humans are obviously part of that, navigate trauma or life-threatening experiences, mm -hmm. right? So sort of obvious but it's super helpful to think of ourselves in that way because that's what's happening in our nervous systems just like it is happening in every living thing 
Yeah, it's like such a base basic thing, right? It's um, uh, that's that's happening. It's in some ways it can be because it's so basic. We it's easily forgettable, and I think that it's that that basic thing is happening all the time, <laughs> and can be dif- you know I think it's off often just kind of overlooked and misunderstood mm-hmm. it's so basic yeah I, re- I really like that about the model is that it's sort of like s- this very natural way of helping people complete things that are natural processes mm-hmm. that their bodies are already built to do you know um, they just made it may have gotten stuck because of the fear or the shame or their thinking brain like you were saying and uh, yeah, it's just sort of like guiding them through like what's supposed to happen with their body and completing these cycles or circles. Um, so I really like that about it. And you said it's happening all the time, right? So this is where that understanding of like everything is, you can see everything through a trauma lens. You know, you might, <laughs> sometimes we, you know, obviously working in mental health think everything is trauma you know and that's kind of um what we say because like you can see everything through this lens not every it's like i was saying earlier not everything is trauma but or becomes trauma or like it has a residual effect but um you can see everything through this like everything in a way is activating you know or activates your nervous system everything that you encounter yeah that's kind of what i was what I'm thinking like when you're talking it's you know when people say everything is trauma like I I think I understand what they mean but it's almost like we need a different word or phrase because what I think maybe what we're talking about is like seeing when like seeing through the lens of I don't know how the nervous system operates or Mm -hmm. seeing through the lens of nervous system functioning I think maybe that's a little bit more accurate of a term than everything is trauma, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah. everything, you can see everything through what's happening to your nervous system. And, and so like this, um, this idea that your nervous system gets activated, your fight or flight energy is activated. Um, if you get, overwhelmed or feel kind of like you can't do anything to help yourself you might enter some freeze states even though you're not experiencing a lot of nervous system activation like just as an example you know um, people when they're making decisions even small decisions sometimes experience a little bit of freeze or paralysis you know because they're they like you know have this thing in front of them and there's maybe more than one good option or they feel like they know what they want to do but can't do it mm-hmm. and so they sort of freeze right and we wouldn't say that that's drama i mean maybe depending on the how big the decision is and like you know how you experience it but it's just it's just kind of like a a smaller um arc yeah that you go through yeah. right a smaller activation mm-hmm we're, yeah. we're looking at this chart that's like it's sort of like a 
a hill, right? Like you get activated, the very top is where the freeze happens if you get to a certain point. And then ideally you kind of come down out of it, right? So it's just this um, basically like a hill that you go up and then come back down. We wouldn't say that that's like the most traumatizing thing just to make a decision. No. We would say that that's a smaller hill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the same thing can kind of happen still, you know? Right. Yeah. Freeze or dissociation even. Yeah. There's like a build, like a buildup of, of something. Now, to what degree and of intensity is a whole other question, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's kind of context dependent. Yeah. And so, right. Yeah. We're not going to have the experience of being, uh, you know, in the jaws of a cheetah, you know, if our partner is asking, uh, where do we want to eat? And we're a little bit confused about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to have that extreme nervous system experience in that situation. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have that nervous system experience on a way lower level? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a way lower level. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not your, you know, the, a lot of the things that are happening in your body, like your, your heart, heart rate gets really fast. If you're in danger, you know, yeah. you start breathing really quickly, shorter breaths, you know, um, that stuff's not going to happen. No. Typically. But some for some people making a decision is really stressful. So sure. like, yeah, I don't want to take that away from people, but yeah, you know, for most people that's not as activating as obviously being in danger, physical mm-hmm. danger or something, right? So, but you can still see it in the same. It's still a helpful like framework to see it in. Definitely, I think so. Right? Yeah. Because, um, you know. Although it might not be traumatizing, it's still like the same thing that's happening. You mm-hmm. you get you get activated to meet a challenge, and if you are feeling like you can't meet that challenge or get away from it successfully, yeah. which would be like successful navigation of that threat or stress, then there's going to be things happening like you're going to feel depressed, you're going to feel helpless, hopeless, you're going to experience shame. Um, fear you're gonna shut down right irritation yeah yeah and it's just happening on a lot lower level so i think it's helpful to say this is happening all the time yeah right for people and a lot of times when people come in to see us they're dealing with at least one thing that they maybe are experiencing this about or probably multiple things yeah, I mean, for and I don't, I don't know this, but it's hard for me to think that it's ever just one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you know, we we may have a a, spe- a specific thing that's activating our nervous system, right? Like, maybe it's someone's being confrontational or something, mm-hmm. and we're not, you know, that kind of activates our nervous system Mm -hmm. but it's it's never I don't know it doesn't seem like it's ever just that one thing that our nervous system is 
responding to like our mm -hmm. our attention and our focus may be on that like in the moment but then i think about like okay like how is your how is your nervous system like the like more of a like a meta con context right like mm -hmm. well, how's your nervous system responding to life in general or just like the pandemic you know what i mean because for some people yeah. that some people there's just a, a a pretty heightened and consistent level of stress and anxiety right mm -hmm. so that's that's playing out right and has to be considered from a mega or meta context even in this scenario where someone is being confrontational like mm -hmm. it all yeah. Does that make sense? It's complex. Yeah, it's all... It's multiple things happening at once. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think... So, like, another um, example of that is, like... Um, so, you might... Like, like if someone's being confrontational, or, or let's say that you have a conflict that you're dealing with in your family or, you know, work or something or school. Um, and part of what happens is you get activated like you maybe you want to fight or you have some like aggressive impulse or you just want to get away from it maybe so you get activated nervous system gets activated to like meet the challenge and then there's the the opposite thing that happens you know there's like this opposite restricting impulse mm -hmm. where you know you sort of feel like you want to be aggressive and like speak up for yourself maybe or fight or you know like just meet that challenge somehow but then there's some reason that you can't right because of um you know you you also like don't making like making other people mad or don't like conflict so there's these two opposing forces that are happening <coughs> in your self in your organism um that then create this sense of like the feeling of I can't, mm -hmm. you know, um, or the helpless feeling. And that might be happening in a lot of different places in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, especially because, like, sometimes when you feel a little helpless in one situation, you start feeling helpless in a lot of different situations. Like, the I can't feeling is, like, feels like it's, like, the story in right. your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And And so then like you start seeing all these places where you feel helpless or you feel incapable or incompetent or something. And um, so we're not just talking about this one conflict or stress. We're talking about like your sense of yourself as a person and being uh, effective. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, that's the stuff that, then we're dealing with right it's not not just this one trauma but like just the feeling of helplessness and uh so it's more complex than just we're working on this one one problem right yeah. so yeah so it's kind of happening all the time again sure right so it's really helpful to figure out how to navigate this sort of like thing that happens activation of your nervous system and complete those circles like you were talking about mm -hmm. so in this 
from this perspective or in this model or theory of understanding um, what's happening in our nervous systems, one of the ways that you complete one of those circles is just kind of free yourself up to like fight or flee, <laughs> to do something that's sort of energetic to help yourself. And if you can do that, then that's great. Your nervous system sort of like goes back to a rela more relaxed state, never, never really to zero, but right. You know, it's it's satisfied then. Yeah. In a way, it, you know, it's sort of done what it, it needs to do. But like we said, you know, sometimes it gets things are too overwhelming to where you get to some of this other stuff like freeze and helplessness and um, shutting down and depression, right? And then kind of one of the unanswerable questions I think for a lot of us is like how do you then get out of that state like we were like I was saying that we're looking at this arc you know where you get activated and if you get activated to a certain point you you enter freeze and helplessness and ideally you come out of that come back down out of that space but we're not really sure how that happens you know like it just, you know, one of the ways that it happens like in the, in the wild is that the animal feels safe. There's no more threat, right? It's safe to get up and like run away because the predator's gone or whatever. And so, you know, safety seems to be one of those things. But like for us as humans, you know, maybe that's a little more complicated than um, establishing a sense of safety, you know, especially because we... You know, if you, like if you have a conflict with someone or there's a problem in your life, you can always be thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like the th it's like the threat is always present, mm -hmm. you know? So it's helpful well, to think about how to come out of it. How do you come out of it? And, you know, I think maybe if you can get to the point to where you can equate a certain kind of s sensation uh -huh. to the freeze response or, uh -huh. you know, even like numbness, right? E even numbness comes with a certain kind of sensation, uh -huh. right? And if, you know, if, if there's numbness, often so... I think what a person's option is at that point is to to try to put all of their attention and awareness into that numbness mm -hmm. and to and to feel themselves just letting that sensation happen like it mm -hmm. needs to. Yeah. And like without without resisting it without mm -hmm. doing anything about it right just feeling that sensation of numbness and feeling yourself giving it permission yeah maybe that's a way no i think that's good you yeah, know like that's a for sure a way tangible mm -hmm. way to kind of move through numbness or yeah maybe just to be in freeze yeah, and consciously, like, give it permission. Yeah, 
I think. But that the is, sensation, yeah, it's yeah. the the sensation is is the yeah is the thing to right connect to, not yeah not the idea of it, yeah right, mm-hmm. not the concept of it, but just the sensation, connecting with its sensation and. feeling it and giving that sensation full permission to like mm-hmm. express itself. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. Um, you know, this this whole thing of like getting into freeze again when your nervous system is overwhelmed is supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think once we give ourselves permission that's kind of you know, and I think we have to be real careful, like not to say, "I'm going to do that so that I can get out of it." Like, <laughs> well, so that's 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 the thing, right? So a, a lot of times when I'm working with people in this specific part, specifically freeze, uh-huh. I, I will I will tell I will tell them be on the lookout, like when you're exploring this freeze response, and you're you're giving it permission be on the lookout for and try to notice when your intention is trying to shift and change into I'm going to mm-hmm. feel this so it can go away yeah because that's that that intention yeah is is essentially that's re- resisting it and it's going to mm-hmm. not not to say that that won't help it move through but it's going to just take maybe longer whereas if you're just feeling it and giving it permission and that is all you're doing Mm -hmm. without any expected kind of Mm -hmm. outcome what it seems like to me is that it moves it, it moves through quicker yeah so and also like this is where i want to talk about the you know the kind of like experience of surrender you know because that's sort of the the vehicle into like this sense of maybe a spirituality component of this right because you know we the freeze (laughs) the freeze that we get into and the and the helplessness and like the hopelessness and all of that we we tend to think of as like bad like we shouldn't be in it right which is where the shame comes right like i'm not supposed to be incapable i'm not supposed to be helpless i'm not supposed to be hopeless and so we try to get ourselves out of it but actually like in some ways i think that's where the magic happens because um that's when you that's when you actually experience like something sort of sublime and profound um and that can sort of like help you enter a different sort of space. Like, like if you can allow yourself, like Levine in that part that we read last time, like allow yourself to release into that like really profound surrender. That's like a huge moment in a person's life, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just all about getting out of it, getting out of freeze. It's about like being in all these different states of, nervous system activation in a way that feels sort of natural and like what a human body is supposed to do yeah yeah 
Yeah, I, I think like letting it happen mm -hmm. and not not needing to resist it or change it or, you know, from this mm -hmm. viewpoint of it, like it shouldn't be happening. Because yeah. that's when it's like, it isn't, you know, we, we try to use this, this model of this shouldn't be happening <laughs> or I can do something to make this go away, which I don't even, I'm just having a, a more and more difficult time even believing in that idea mm -hmm. that I can do X to make this go away. <laughs> you know, where it's like, you know, what you're talking about is you're allowing, you're allowing something to happen um, mm -hmm. because it's happening and it should be. And what that does is like fundamentally it doesn't change the phenomenon, but it changes your relationship to the phenomenon. Mm -hmm. That's where I think this becomes really powerful. Mm -hmm. It's your relationship to the thing it's, that it's a, yeah that shifts. It's how you experience it. Yeah, you know. Um, so, like, you know, I'll take it kind of to the extreme because that's I think a helpful way to really understand I mean you know like the framework for understanding what we're experiencing in you know really stressful really trauma traumatic situations is like the experience of death you know like death would be not successful navigation of trauma if you think about it from the standpoint of like you're supposed to manage threat and neutralize it like mm -hmm. you didn't right, right? And that's like one of the portals to spiritual awakening. So like if we think about everything in terms of I have to manage threat and, you know, um, get rid of it, like that's not the way to the, to the spiritual awakening, right? This, the way to the spiritual awakening is um, being able to navigate potential threat, danger even like someone coming against you in violence or um, anger and being able to like allow that to happen which is where we talk about like and like having a nonviolent response right mm -hmm. that like that's the way yeah yeah um and so that like that i realize that's really extreme and maybe like we talk about death too much but um that's kind of the framework that we're in, right? For understanding all these different ways to to spiritual awakening mm -hmm. is that death is the way. And so like, that's how we have to understand trauma too, right? seems like one of the worst things that could happen to you being traumatized, but in some ways, maybe that's where, I wouldn't say it's like one of the best things. I would just say it's, it's a way, right? There's something really important that happens there so like an opportunity yeah for sure for sure yeah which doesn't seem like an opportunity at all but a lot of that's because of what your nervous system is doing right like it's freaking out yeah and it, well it's not only what our nervous system is doing but our 
the concepts that we have around what our nervous system is doing too, you know? Uh Yeah. Yeah. How we think about ourselves, whether we think it should be happening or not. Whether it's good or bad, strong or weak or... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the most important things that you could do in your life is learn to um, surrender into... Um, these things that we're always trying to avoid mm-hmm. or manage or make go away. You know, like our lives are mostly oriented toward making sure that stress is non-existent, right? Or that it's fended off or that we handle it, set boundaries, practice self-care, you know, like get yourself in a comfortable position but um, you know the stress inevitably comes right indeed yeah that's for sure and so it can't be about just (laughs) being comfortable in fact maybe it's not it's about not being comfortable which is going to happen anyway well sure (laughs) it's it's unavoidable. The pandemic thing is, you know, wearing on everybody. It's like this impossible situation, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, won't go away. Feels like, you know, there's no like solution, and then, you know, the way people act about it and and like don't want to work together or whatever like makes it feel even more impossible you know yeah it's like you know just kind of day in and day out where our nervous systems are you know dealing with that yeah yeah it's like this heavy thing I think that's on been resting on all of us for you know a year and a half or whatever and uh, yeah so I think it's you know maybe helpful to think about that kind of stress and uh, in addition to all the other stress you know kind of the more acute stress that we encounter every single day so because we're talking about something that's happening all of the time in our consciousness it's all of the time Mm -hmm. and the more aware we are of this very basic process and the more attuned we are to it I think it just I think it's one of the most helpful and important things a human can do yeah yeah I mean I know for myself like there's stress like every day you know like I could definitely come up with things that are maybe more than I should that are like stressing me out or like our challenges or feel like they're kind of these impossible situations or whatever and so you know some things are more stressful than others but like yeah, 
I've just realized it's it doesn't stop coming, you know. No. Or and we can't stop it. Yeah. Right. Right. So you definitely don't have to put yourself in these situations where you're experiencing like high stress. Like it's going to happen. You don't need to worry about well creating these situations. Yeah, we get I think we can get tricked into this idea that we can av- avoid something. Yeah. You know? Right. Whether that be a painful emotion or you know, whatever. Um, so we think, you know, we can do or not do something that's going to keep us from having that experience. And it may f- feel like it, but in some way, kind of the point that I've come to is like, in some way, all, all you're doing is doing or not doing X to put a layer of something over it like a protection yeah or something like yeah but it's still it's like uh <laughs> um it's like your dog maybe taking a poop in the house or something right <laughs> like you know and you don't it's like on the floor there <laughs> you can take a towel a bath towel and like throw that bath towel over the dog poop. Yeah. Right? And you're not going to see it and it's not going to smell. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. Yeah. That's kind of the analogy. That's a kind of a crude analogy. But, yeah, you know, true. like, I feel like that's kind of what, what all we're ever doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh... In response to what's happening in our nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. There's you can kind of disconnect from the reality of your situation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the stress is always gonna come. You know, it's always there. And sometimes we kind of disconnect from from it. Right. But you know that doesn't last for super long. You know? Yeah. You, you know, you could watch a lot of Netflix, but... Sure, but then that's you have all... to do it the next day. Well, so, but then that's that's the thing. Like, if you're used, going off of this analogy, if all we're ever doing is, like, covering a pile of poop up with towels, like, yeah. that's all we're doing <laughs> a lot in of our life. Yeah. Right. And then pretty soon, like, you haven't dealt with any of them. And then you don't have anywhere to walk. Right. Right. And so all we're doing is putting towels on poop. And we think yeah, we think that it's actually covering it up. But putting the towel on the poop is the, is the actual expression and acknowledgement that something's happening. <laughs> we think it's a way. Right. To keep it from happening, but it's not true at all. It's interesting. So you're, act, you're trying to achieve a sense of like comfort and ease in your life, but then obviously you're not dealing with a problem. Yeah, that's just an expression of 
what you're trying to yeah. mediate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not to say don't have self-care and, you know, like all whatever, but yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. 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 When you started talking about that, like talking about how we're trying to achieve a sense of comfort or something like that in our lives, um, it makes me think that like we think only of this life. We don't think about death, right? Or whatever happens when you die. Um, because when you're only thinking about this life, you're just thinking about how you can have a good life, be successful, be comfortable, be happy, you know? And like, if we're talking about, you know, kind of like portals to spiritual awakening, you, you can't be only focused on that, like being happy or then like avoiding mm -hmm. the things that are actually like even the thought of your own death. That would be the a place to start. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's not very comfortable. Yeah, but we can get we can get so distracted distracted and focused on putting a towel over this one piece of poop that we don't ever give ourselves an opportunity to kind of step outside of that and say, wait, all I'm ever doing is putting mm -hmm. towels on pieces of poop and that's all it ever, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what this existence is. And right. it's like, right. whoa. A lot of avoidance. That, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just constant mediation of some kind of anxiety. Yeah. Or nervous system. That's all, then that's all your life becomes. Yeah. I think a lot of this, you know, that happens because people don't really trust themselves to get through a really, really stressful situation. You know, they don't want to feel the feelings of, you know, whatever it is or they don't know what it's like to successfully navigate or complete one of these cycles or circles, you know? And so that's why it's important for us to help each other, like, um, figure out how to do that. Like, it's okay to be in freeze, you know? Like, it's okay to experience, like, a really significant activation, you know, of your nervous system and, and all these, like, really intense feelings. Like, that's got to be something that you're able to do as a human and so and when people don't like believe that that's possible or believe that that's not really like the goal then they won't do it they'll just cover up the poop right <laughs> over and over and over oh then you know yeah and that then yeah it's like if, if yeah, if you're, you're, that's what your life becomes about is just constantly putting towels over, mm -hmm. over poop. There's, that's what your focus is on. That's what your life becomes about. That's what, that's what you become. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then once you see that, like, you can deal with one of those piles, then you can deal with all the rest of them. Right, like, just walk up to the poop. 
endure the bad smell of it for a little bit uh -huh. and take it outside. Yeah. It's a good way to think about it. It's going to be stinky. I feel like that analogy is going to stick with people. Yeah. It's going to be stinky <laughs> while you're cleaning up. Just let the smell be there. Right. Deal with it until you have taken it outside. Yeah. I do, I do want to say, like, you know, like, sometimes we've been doing this for a while, and sometimes we've been avoiding things for a while because out of necessity. Because, you know, that can also be helpful, you know, like, to just put something away until you're ready to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I think all we're saying is, like, that it is possible to deal with it. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not saying, you know, don't be strategic about how you're yeah. dealing with the pile of poop or whatever. Right. Be, str be strategic. Yeah. Do if it when you're, you're ready. You're, yeah. Make sure you have the tools and resources that you need. Do it when you're ready. You know, take that. a break if you want to. That's mm -hmm. fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, you know, again, there's... Um, some really important things that happen when we reach this state of overwhelm. Um, you know, this is a place where we experience profound surrender, you know, and that's why trauma is, is a portal to spiritual awakening. It's because, um, you know, it's inevitable. Your own death is inevitable, you know. Your, um, being threatened and undergoing intense stress is inevitable. It happens for everyone in different ways, you know? And so, like, this is being able to um, navigate what, to, what happens with your nervous system and your own, and your own body and, and organism and just your self that is, um, is really important. So we'll continue talking about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Forward to talking with you again.